Coming up on this episode of Globe Rider with Tony, we are talking about perception and perspective, how we interpret things, our point of view, which one comes first, and how we can look at a different person's perspective and perception and learn to adapt and be respectful. Stay tuned where we discuss all that and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Globe Rider with Tony. I'm Tony, your host, and today we are going to talk about perception and perspective. But before we do that, can you guys believe that we're already at the end of July? That we have seriously in month 7th of the year 2020? And I know a lot of people cannot believe it. I talked to a coworker the other day. And they said, I can't, I can't believe it's July. Like, where is the time gone? What have we been doing? And it's crazy to think that with this whole topic of perception and perception, our perception of time is fast or slow, depending on what's going on in your life. And especially during this pandemic. And I cannot believe it's already the end of July. We're coming up to August, y'all. We're going to be August next month. Can you believe it? Can you believe that we have been in this situation since March, or most of us in March, some of us had it before, um, but that's such a long time. But it seems like no time at all, and it seems like everything has blurred together and has gone together. So hang in there, because we're still here, we're still doing it up, we are all learning a different way to be and a different way to continue to carry on. And there's still a lot of unknowns. There's still a lot of uncertainty that's happening, a lot of duality. You checked out our former podcast episodes. We talk about those topics. And they kind of touch on everything that we're going through. And it doesn't matter if we're in a a pandemic or not. We are always going to have those things happening in our lives where things are out of our control and it's uncertain or we're having duality at the same time. And also that same point arrives today with perception and perspective. A lot of our misunderstandings with people are based on our perception of what happened or our, our perspective. A lot of things on how we interpret, interpret and see the world are through our perception. And that's exactly what our perception is. To touch on the definition of perception versus perspective, perception is what you interpret. It is the way you understand something. It's through your senses. And it's based on your beliefs and your values. It's the way that you have your perception about how something's going to go or you experience a situation and the way you're possibly going to react. The perspective is our point of view. It's the lens and how we see things. It's also that the perceptive 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 comes from our perceptions and our perceptions come from beliefs so if you're trying to find which one comes first they kind of are an equal blend of each other a perception our perspective comes from our perception our perception comes from our beliefs and they're kind of like our lens our vision in 2020 it's the way that we are seeing 
and it's the way that we interpret and it's the way that we view things. Where it gets a little tricky and a little dicey is can your perspective change and adapt to someone else's? You might not agree with it, but can it change? To use a, an example, an example I was reading in an article and it was talking about a person, a person that's wanting to make a difference in the world. That's their perspective. That's their point of view. They want to make a difference. They want to have their time to shine. They want to show a different way of thinking to everyone. That's their perspective. Their perception is when they're not having immediate results that they then turn that into a failure. And then it creates emotional pain. So although their perceptive is, hey, I'm here to make a difference. My perception is, if I don't have immediate results or if I don't connect with enough people, then I'm a failure and that I have not succeeded. So you see how they kind of complement each other and they go with one another. One of the quotes by Ralph Waldo Emerson says, people only see what they are prepared to see. And right now, I think that's so important. If you are looking at the world and you're watching the news sources and you're seeing all the social justice movements or you're seeing this COVID pandemic talk on the news, what are you seeing? Are you seeing both sides? Are you seeing how things can interpret things differently? Again, I'll touch on this does not mean that you agree with the perspective or the perception. It only means that you're the ability to see and that you can look at things differently. I think when I was talking to my cousin today, actually, and she is very successful in her company and leads a team and is moving across the pond, and I'm super excited for her, like super, super excited for her. And she's on a new team, and they have this little group where they ask questions and they answer it's your new team and so she's new to the team and you know the the perception or the perspective of the group is you put a question out and your teammates help you answer the question and that's her intention so in her perspective she puts questions out and you know people respond respond are they are they try to give their insight and their answers well she's been noticing that every time she poses a question no one responds to her. So her, percept, her perceptive is that she's putting out a question because she wants to answer. Her perception is no one is responding anytime I put a question. So this must mean there's something wrong with me. When she was, we were talking, she actually worked through it and she said, you know what, that's a wrong, that's a wrong perception. That's a wrong my perspective is, you know, people are here to help. I think my perspective needs to change because I don't think people are not wanting to help me. I am choosing to believe that I am asking so many thought-provoking questions that it's taking them a while to get back to me. And you see how you can just flip it. You can flip things in your brain, not incorrectly, not a false narrative. That's not what I'm talking about or not anything that I support. But instead of always coming to a place of like, this is, people are not 
respecting me. People are not responding to me. They never respond to me. Remember I talked about a podcast episode? Whenever you say always and never, you give no room, absolutely no room for anyone to improve or for anyone to do something differently. You've already put them in a box. That's your perception. That's your perspective. And that's why when I really, really strongly encourage never to use, never and never to use always. And because you're limiting yourself and you limit the beliefs. And it's all about your perception and your perspective. So how do you see things? Are you a person that when a situation comes up, you immediately go to the victim role or the defense mode and say, man, they are doing this to me. Instead of applying a globe rider technique and shifting it and say, that might just be what's going on in their lives and not necessarily anything to have to do with mine. I can see what's happening, but I'm choosing not to accept or not to bring on their perceptions on me. And that's a way to change it up when you're looking at things. So come back. We're going to keep talking about perception and perspective. We'll come back after this break and talk about it more. Perception and perspective can be as easy as the common age-old question. When you see a glass of water, is it half empty or is it half full? And that's kind of where we choose to see things. That's our perception and our perspective. Our perspective is if I choose to see it as half empty, people usually indicate that as being pessimistic or not able to see things. If I'm seeing it as half full, my perceptive is usually, and the perception of my point of view is basically that I'm looking at it in a more hopeful state of mind. Are both of those states of mind and both of those point of views valid? Absolutely. They are both valid in the way that a person experiences life. They're both valid in the way that their perceptions of their beliefs, their values, and the way that they were brought up affects them. And that is one of the things when I think we have such a disconnection among others when we have such a disconnection in our society, it's because we fail to see the things that tie us together and the things that are different are really just rooted in the way that we have been brought up and what we've learned to believe. I think anytime, I used to be a social worker and a lot of y'all know that if you've listened to any of the prior podcast episodes where I think a lot of the time, I always try to keep the perception and the perspective that I hope at the core of us all, and maybe this is a really optimistic, idealistic view, but I think at the core of us all, we're striving to be happy or to have peace. If maybe not happy, maybe not everybody's on the happy wavelength. But to have peace. Nobody wants discord. Nobody wants a lot of anger in their life. Or I personally don't feel that. Of course, that's my point of view. But 
And when I work with people in all walks of life and put myself in their shoes, the most common thing is that they don't want to struggle. They want to be stable. They want to have a life that they're proud of. However that may look, however you want to paint your picture, whatever your perspective is, those core things, we have a lot of similarities. But I think whenever we're in disagreement with people, we tend to hold on hard and dig deep into our perceptions. And we're unable sometimes to see the perspective of another person. Funny story was when I was in third grade and one of my best friends, still to this day, we were in the same third grade class. And this was back in the day, back in the day when you used to do apple bobbing. This is before times of COVID. This is before times of, you know, sharing germs and different things in elementary school. And, you know, you had the apples in the bucket and you would bob for them. And I remember going up and I had longish hair. I never brushed my hair. Anybody in my life, even today, sometimes I don't ever brush my hair. And I know my aunt, who was my hairstylist growing up, God would hate it. Like all my aunts would just hate that I never brushed my hair, that I was really a tomboy. And they would literally like brush my hair and I would be not even screaming because I had knots in it. I have have wavy hair underneath and I had knots and they would just be like, oh my gosh, Tony, you need to brush your hair. Why do you not brush your hair? And I just don't want to. Sometimes I don't even want to today. Whenever I actually fix myself up, it means that I've actually brushed my hair, which is very important. So when I was in third grade, you can imagine I, I'm telling you that story because I didn't brush my hair then and I never pulled it back either. When you're bobbing for apples, you kind of need to have your hair pulled back, especially if you're a girl um, and you have longer hair. If you're a guy and you have longer hair, same principle applies. So I remember bobbing for an apple and I couldn't get it. Like I just could not get it. And I was getting very embarrassed and my face was turning red. I'm very pale. And so whenever I'm embarrassed or I'm uncomfortable, I get very red and get very hot or you can see all my emotions in my face. And I wish that was different now as I'm older, I can kind of control a little bit more, but you can always tell where I'm feeling and what I'm doing. And that was the case with this apple and I could not grab it. I could not grab it and I was getting more and more embarrassed. My hair was getting wet. My clothes were getting, you know, wet. And I had classmates that were like, Tony, you can do it. You can do it. And I was just so linear focused on trying to get that apple and not even acknowledging people around me who were so kind and trying to help me as a classmate. And I finally got it. But I, like I said, I was drenched. I was wet and I felt very embarrassed. I'm very embarrassed that everybody saw me struggle and that I was a disappointment. So my perception was that I was a failure and that my perspective, my point of view was that because I just wanted to get the apple and I couldn't do that and I was a failure. So my best friend was also in that class and she saw me bobbing for apples and I think she was in like the bucket with me, I don't know, in this big trough thing. And she got hers right away, like right away, bam, she like got it. And she was, you know, very, very happy, of course. You know, that's where she's at. And she saw that I was struggling and she reached out to me and said, hey, you know, like pull back your hair or gave these nice little suggestions. And I didn't respond to her. 
And she, in her head, she was like, God, this girl is so rude, so mean, so rude. I'm trying to help her. Fine, fine. You just fail at getting your apple. If you don't want my help, I'm not going to help you. And that was really funny when she told me this later, but it had me thinking about our perception and our perspective. Because on my side, I told you where I was. I was embarrassed, feeling a disappointment because I couldn't grab the apple. And I tuned out everybody around me because I was that in my head of, oh my gosh, I'm being such an embarrassment. And then in her head, she was just seeing someone who needed support and help and was offering ways to help me. And then when I wasn't responding in kind or acknowledging, she immediately said, this person is rude cannot accept my health, health, not health, not accept my health and really, really is fine, is stubborn and doesn't want to help herself and doesn't want to want me to help her. And both of our perceptions and our perspectives were correct, right? That is the way we were interpreting what was happening. Our perception of what was happening was accurate. But was it true was I being really rude by not responding to her or was I so deep in my feelings that I couldn't respond to her? And then if she looked at it from my point of view and saw like, man, she's really struggling. I should just help her like pull back her hair or know that, you know, what she's done just to comfort her because she seems very upset. And that's even in the third grade, we have these mishaps, we have these miscommunications, we have these perceptions and perspectives that are completely different. And you can see how something so little like apple bobbing can be turned into a huge argument and a huge fight that ends things if you're unwilling to budge on a stance. Thankfully, that was third grade. And thankfully, we are, you know, 30 plus years later, still best friends. So it really, that wasn't a defining moment in our personal friendship or our story together, but it could have been for anybody else. It's the way that you are seeing the world and it's the way that someone else is seeing it. And to glow brighter when you are in disagreement with someone or whenever someone's presenting a different side or a different opinion, do you immediately shut down and don't even listen to them? Or do you say like, hey, you know, I don't believe what they're saying or I don't, I don't personally believe that same thing, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to see what they have to say. And that's how you can definitely flip those things in your head, that's how you can build connection. And that's how you can give more understanding instead of coming from always a place of an individual place of saying, man, that person was doing this to me. Rather, I felt this way, but let me look at what they were doing. And was it really intentional on their behalf? Or was it something they're struggling with? And it wasn't even a story that was coming for me but I interpret it that way. And that's, that's the beauty of, of seeing from a different side, from seeing someone else's angle, and from being understanding. Does it come easy, especially when someone just really rips into you and says very hurtful, mean things? Absolutely not. And actually, if someone does say something you know, hurtful or maybe toxic behavior, you know, I, I don't insist on engaging in that probably the worst person to get into an argument with because if you're attacking me or you're saying things that are untrue, I'm not going to engage until 
there's, I feel that we're not coming from an emotional heated space and we're actually calm and can resolve things. And I'm going to honor my feelings and I'm going to honor yours and I'm going to set a boundary because that's what needs to happen. That's how important it is to see another perspective. That's how important it is to see what you're perceiving and to ask yourself questions and to allow yourself the space to move through that so that you can also see what someone else is going through or what they're doing. Come back. We still have more to go. I receive this daily email called a bowl of sake. And how I got that was I was reading this article, I think on MSN, and it said the ways I was trying to be like Oprah Winfrey. And this writer wrote about the ways that she started her morning. And one of the things that she does is that she gets this email called a bowl of sake. And it's like a thought-provoking email and it's something new every day and it changes. So the one for July 8th talks about this perception and perspective. And it basically goes in to say that I'm going to read and it's commentary by a, a man named Khan. And it says that Mostly, people misunderstand each other because they have their fixed points of views and are not willing to move from them. This is a rigid condition of mind. The more dense a person is, the more fixed he is in his own points of view. Therefore, it's easy to change the mind of an intelligent person, but it is most difficult to change the mind of a foolish person once it is fixed. It is in this dense quality of mind, which becomes fixed on a certain idea, and that clouds the eyes so they, they cannot see from the point of view of another person. And then it goes on to say that no intellectuality can give understanding. This is where man makes a mistake. He wants to understand through his head. Understanding comes from the heart. The heart must be glowing, living. When the heart becomes feeling, then there is understanding. Then you are ready to see from the point of view of another as much as you can see from the point of your own view. And isn't that funny that Khan says the heart must be glowing and living. And if you're listening to this podcast and if you are trying to do your best life, you are glowing brighter and you're living. And you have the ability to feel and to see another point of view. And then you can also view your own point of view. And then it goes on to say, that is it not assuming to think that the foolish person disagrees more with others than the wise? One would think that he knows more than the wise one. The wise one agrees with both the foolish and the wise. He's ready to understand everyone's point of view. It may not be his idea, his way of looking, but he is capable of looking at things from the point of view of others. It is not one eye that sees fully to make the vision complete. Two eyes are needed. And so the wise one can see from two points of view. If we do not keep away our own thoughts and preconceived ideas, if we cannot be passive and desirous of seeing from the other point of view of another, we make a grave mistake. And I agree with Khan. How important is it also to honor your point of view and to see the point of view of another? This does not mean, and I'll say it again, it does not mean that you agree with them. It just means that you can see where they're coming from. It means that you can see where they're trying to, where they're drawing their lines and their blank. 
one of the things that Gottman, that psychologist John Gottman, will say is he says in, he talks about the four horsemen of defense. And he does a lot of relationship work and and a lot of couples and different things. And it's called the Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. And it's talking about how not to be defensive. And one of the ways that if you're fighting or you're disagreeing with somebody that you establish a boundary is you will say, I hear your perspective and I understand it's how you see things. And I, I would be angry or upset or hurt too if I thought that to be true. If those things to be true. But I need to set the record straight on some things. Are you ready to hear my perspective? So you give, you give space to another person's perception. You give space to their perspective. And then you also make the, make the line where they can also see yours. And it's how you deliver it. It's your tone of voice. It's everything. One of the ways in psychology today, there's a few ways they say how you can be more open and seeing others' perceptions and perspectives. And one, like I just said, is be open to, the, to modify your own perception. Be open to another person's point of view. Be open to knowing that maybe your way that you're perceiving something is not reality and that it might be a little bit different. So it might be, be, be open to modify your perception. Don't just assume that your perception is reality. And then it goes on to say, be respectful of others' perspective. Don't hold on too tightly to your own. And then challenge your perception, your perspective. Challenge it. And then if you still need more clarity, you can seek out validations from experts and other credible sources. Sometimes going to your friends is probably not the best on all things because here's why. We usually have people that have the same perceptions as we do. And so if I want to be validated, of course I'm going to go to my friends because I want them to validate me. That's not true in all the cases. Sometimes they'll point out, Tony, you were wrong. You were being really rude. You were an unkind person. Like They will straight up tell me. And I think it's funny too that you have some friends where you know that they're going to side with you. So you might go to them because if you want that validation, you'll go to that one friend that's probably going to give you more laughs and versus the other one that's going to tell it to you straight to your face. And you know in your mind which one's going to do that. So it's important when we're looking at the perspective of another. And just like Khan said, it's important that it's not with one eye that we're seeing fully. It's with both of our eyes that we see fully and it's needed. It's needed to come with our heart understanding to see the point of view of another. And it's important to see that point of view. And right now in such a strife of social injustice in our political climate, it is hard because sometimes some of the things you're like, man, this is not, this doesn't fire off all cylinders for me. And that is definitely true. You know, I, and this takes work and it takes time and it takes practice. And it's not something that happens overnight. But if it does cause you pause and does cause you to, you know, really listen and hear what someone else is saying does not mean that you believe it or that that's going to change the way you're looking at things. But it does allow you the space to be respectful. It does allow you to listen to where someone else is coming from, to see their perspective. And 
those things are wins. Those things build connection even more. I know last episode I talked about Byron Katie. I only touched on her a little bit. And I think one of the greatest things, if you ever want to look up anything to challenge your perception and your perspective on any situation with another person, relationship, job, pet, etc., she has such phenomenal work and it's called The Work. And if you look it up, you Google it, and it's all the ways that you take down a situation, a thought, and you look at it from all angles. And on the worksheet, I'll just briefly go over it, but I, I would encourage you to definitely look at it. And she has a worksheet called Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet. And then what it is is it's, it's eight, six questions, and you go through, and it breaks down the situation. And you talk about in this situation, what, what, whom angers me, confuses me, hurts me, saddens me, disappoints me, and why? And you write, I am hurt with so-and-so because of this. And then two, you go into the situation. How do you want to change? How would you want this situation to change? And then you continue on and you keep going down this worksheet and What advice would you offer that other person? And then, you know, what do you need? What do you want them to think or feel? What do you need them to think or say or feel or do for you? And then you go into the complaints. So you go into one, describing the situation, then two, what you want, three, your advice, four, what you need, and then five, you go into your complaints. So what do you think of the situation? And what do you need him and her to say or think? That was four. And then the other one is, what do you think of him or her in the situation? And then make a list. And it's okay. It's okay. What I love about her stuff is it's okay to be petty and judgmental. She says that right there on the worksheet. It's okay to say all those things because you're working through this situation. You're working through this perception. You're working through this perspective. And then the last question is, what is this about this person or situation that you don't want to experience again? And so you give, you give all these ways in which you're looking at it differently. You're challenging your thought. You're challenging why something stressed you out or why it's not. And then what's in most important is that's not even the work. That's just the six questions to get you to the work. And then the four questions that she has for the work is you say, one, is it true? And then two, can you absolutely know that it's true? And then three, how do you react What happens when you believe that thought? And then four, whom or what would you be without the thought? That's actually the work. So you go through and you will turn your thoughts around. So if someone lied to you, um, your example would be, Billy lied to me. And then the first question is, is it true? Yes or no? If no, then move to question three. If it's not, then you keep going. So that's the work. It helps you break down any situation, any problem. It helps you on your perception and it helps you on your perspective. It's called The Work by Byron Katie. If there's something that you're struggling with and you have a disagreement with someone or there's something that has just upset you, angered you, saddened you, and you break it down on her worksheet and you go through it, it helps you release and it helps you change the way you look at something. And what a greater gift to yourself than to help change your point of view, change your perspective, change the way you look at something so that you're not in mental anguish and that you're not in pain anymore. And that's 
literally the whole thing about our perception and our perspective. I think for me, when I think about this topic as a whole, it's looking at things not so much from my individual place, but being self-aware and looking at what another person might be feeling, thinking, saying, and absorbing that, but also honoring both of where we're at and where we're going and where we're coming from. Like I said, it does not mean that you agree with them. It just means that a wise person is able to understand everyone's point of view. And then you're more likely to glow brighter. You're more likely to go forward. And it helps your it helps your relationships more. It helps it be on a more continual basis and a more equal basis and a more healthy basis. Will every time you get into with something and will you see their point of view? Absolutely not because our emotions get into it. But if you take a step back and you can actually, you know, apply the work by Byron Katie or you actually look at it a different way, challenge your own perception, you get to see like it all comes back to the circle, back to the, the beginning where we all have a lot of commonalities more than differences in the core of who we are. I choose to believe that we have a lot more similar than we do different. And if I come from that point of view, then I know whenever I'm talking with someone that I can see what they're seeing. I might not understand it and I might not believe it and I might not go with it, but I give respect to the way that they are and I give respect to what they're thinking and that helps me ultimately glow brighter and that's what I wish for all of you. It's changing the way that you see things and not always having your perspective be one of everything's always affecting me, but rather this is happening or I perceive this to be happening. What is true? Where are they coming from? Where am I coming from? And it just, I think personally, it just helps not have mental anguish, like I said. So look at a perspective on another. Look at the perceptions. Look at your own perceptions. Look at perspective and what you bring in your point of view. You have a beautiful point of view. Everyone has a point of view. And to help us grow as a society, to grow as humanity, and it's really the ability to see, to see fully. And to see the vision complete with two eyes are needed. So go forth. I hope you have a wonderful, joyous, beautiful week. The last week in July. I hope you're rocking and rolling. I hope that your perspective and your perception of time is, you know, continuing to move on a continuum. It's not being too slow or too fast. I hope that you look at things a little bit differently and I really encourage you to check out the work by Byron Katie. I think you'll love it and I think it'll be most helpful. So have a wonderful week. Lots of love and light to you and lots of abundance headed your way. Come back next week where we discuss another topic and I hope to see you there. Thanks so much.
friends, stay connected with me. Follow me on Instagram at TonyAppled1. Or you can also check out my website at www.tonyappelt.com. That's spelled A-P-P-E-L-T. Thanks so much.